this is WTM. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. I ain't drinking up. First, you gotta do the Trump shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W-G-M. Watch this movie. Welcome back to a brand new edition of WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. You're sorry. Check my shorts for Christ's sake. Yeah, that clip is from today's movie. Lethal Weapon 2. Lethal Weapon 2. Joining me to discuss it is Mr. Positivity, a.k.a. Wolfie T, a.k.a. Brett. Yep. We're finishing our second month of the Summer of Sam. The acronym Sam. M being for Mel. Mel Gibson. Melly Gibson's This is Lethal Weapon 2. Finishing off our month full of sequels. Yeah. Some good ones. I think we got so, we got a lot of good interaction on our Terminator 2 one on Twitter. Yep. That seemed to be a, a big hit. Mm-hmm. As far as people liking the movie, I don't know if they listen to the episode or not. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's quite the popular movie. But we, we appreciate people sharing it. Mm-hmm. We love your interactions. So should we just get right down to it? Get to the details? Sure. Lethal Weapon 2 came out in 1989, which it's always seemed weird to me that it's from 89, because I always thought Riggs's truck looked like it was like a 91 or 92 model, hmm. but 89 must have been the first year of that new model at the time. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that uh, up on my early 90s <laughs> Ford uh, heavy-duty pickups. <laughs> but yeah. This truck has six tires on it. (laughs) (laughs) Got duels. (laughs) Uh, Directed by Richard Donner. Talk about the writers because Shane Black, obviously credited with the story and the characters. He also wrote a screenplay, which they eventually got rid of. Yeah. For the most part. The vast majority of it was (laughs) poof, gone. Uh, Jeffrey Bohm. Got the main credit for the screenplay. So more on that later. Starring Mel Gibson as Martin Riggs. Danny Glover as Roger Murtaugh. Joe Pesci as Leo Getz. Anything you want, Leo Getz. You get it? Get it. Okay. Get it. <laughs> Patsy Kensett as Rika Vandenhaus. As Vandenhaus. <laughs> Joss Ackland. As the skate as, repair guy. As Denomalous. <laughs> as Del- you mean Denomalous? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he is Arjun Rude. I mean, I here, think it's Rudd. I think Rudd. they just call him okay. Rudd. Uh, Derek O'Connor as uh, Peter Vorstead. Was that Adolf? Yeah. Oh, fuck it. I'll just call you Adolf. <laughs> <laughs> this is you. This is you. <laughs> Darlene Love as Trish Murtaugh. Tracy Wolf as Rianne Murtaugh. Steve Cahan as Captain Murphy. Mark Rolston as Hans. Uh, Jeanette Goldstein as Megan Shapiro. She was uh, Janelle in Terminator 2. Oh, Foster okay. mom. There you go. Dean Norris. T. 
Tim Cavanaugh. So that's two movies in a row for old Deanie. He was a SWAT leader in T2. Yes, he was. Never saw his face, but I think you can tell by his voice and his eyes. Yeah, you you got a, a short glimpse maybe of his face, but like his his role in the movie is very small. Because <laughs> Terminator starts ripping people's masks <laughs> off, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Start choking. No, I think he was. Uh, did he ever make it down? I don't know, but he was uh, he was the guy that came in when they uh, they blew away. Um, uh, what's his, Dyson? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm with the NYPD. There's a black man. Let's shoot him. Yep. He's got a remote, sir. <laughs> oh, he's the hostage. Oh. Oh. Never mind. Uh, Jack McGee as the carpenter. You're sorry. Check my shorts for Christ's sake. That is him. I feel like that guy's been in a lot of stuff in similar, like really small roles like that. Yeah. He was uh, what George in the Fighter. I don't remember the Fighter. Mary, like the current husband, I think of Mickey's mom. I haven't seen it, so I don't even know what oh, it is. Okay, you haven't seen the Fighter, huh? Pretty solid. Let's see what else. Hey, he's in a lot of shit. Two hundred nine acting credits. I'm trying to get back to something older, I would have known him from growing up. Oh, he's uh, the sheriff in Basic in- Instinct. Mm. I probably saw him in Breakdown. You ever seen Breakdown? Kurt Russell? Oh, where his wife is gets kidnapped? His wife gets kidnapped, By yeah. J.T. Walsh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. It's a fun one. I thought he reprised his role in Lethal Weapon 3, but yeah, I just confirmed it. He was uh, in the Academy Award winning Crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. A lot of small parts. He also played a carpenter in Scrooged. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like he's a carpenter or a cop in a lot of his movies. Or a bartender. Yeah, something like that. All right. Let's get to the synopsis. Riggs and Murtaugh are on the trail of South African diplomats who are using their immunity to engage in criminal activities. I'm not a civics major. Or a criminal justice major, but uh, I don't know if diplomatic immunity <laughs> extends to the activities that they were uh, doing in this movie. Well, I don't think you could be prosecuted here. I'm sure they could maybe deport him. Probably. But yeah, diplomatic immunity does whatever he wants. He's got to get out of jail free card. I guess it, it doesn't really matter... Is, if you do understand diplomatic community better, you probably don't enjoy this movie very much because you're probably just yelling, like, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. All right. So the movie fades into crazy Mel. Just <gasps> go nuts in the car. Yeah. And I kind of love that beginning because it's like, yeah, we're back with the boys. Yeah. Gets you right into the action. This movie definitely has more comedy than the first. Although Mm. it does stay pretty dark. Yeah. With all the fucking cops dying. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty violently. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, they don't waste any time getting into, you know, what this movie's all about. It's uh, 
action, some, you know, quick witty banter and Mel Gibson being the crazy one and uh, Daniel, uh, Danny Glover being the, uh, the one who's too old for this shit, the kind of of the voice of reason. Mm -hmm. Why is he driving his wife's new station wagon through the whole movie? (laughs) (laughs) It's like a bit they always do. Even in the third one. Fourth one, I can't remember. I think it's because they always um, trash the, their police cruisers. Yeah. Their, what, their call sign is 3William56. But why is it, why is he driving his wife's car? Why isn't his wife driving his his wife's car? And they're also kind of, they're detectives. Right. So that's, you know, beat cops. But if it's his wife's car, why is she saying, yeah, you can borrow my car? She trusts him. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess 30 years on the force with no incidents before he met uh, Riggs uh, has built up a confidence in his ability to get the car home in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And the last year or two... Of them knowing Martin Riggs has not wavered that confidence yet. Well, he didn't know he was going to be partnered with a lethal weapon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's a long car chase followed by strong saxophone like clockwork. <laughs> Gotta love the saxophone in these movies. That's how you know it's from 89. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's a lethal weapon movie. <laughs> so much sax. But yeah, they end up uh, turning over the uh, suspects' vehicles, and they get away scot free. Did they all get away? I thought they, one of them died. Not sure, but yeah, they didn't make any arrests. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, one of them. Uh, let's see. They do find a lot of gold in the trunk, though. Oh, here's what happens. So then the first one turned over, and then there's a shootout. Mm-hmm. And then a helicopter came and saved them. That's right. Yeah, the helicopter comes down. <laughs> and they didn't get any of them. And then the second one flipped and went through the front window of a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And by the time they got there, the dude had vanished. It's like L.A. can't monitor their airspace at all somehow. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just fucking helicopters well, he was, flying around. He was below the radar. <laughs> Could have been. He was, he, was, he was flying below the the, uh, you have to watch that blue thunder at the top, <laughs> top of the buildings. Uh, yeah, so the second car is where they find all the gold coins. Kruger Rands. So I, I, they kept saying that, and I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> it's the. Uh, it kind of sounds like that, but I, I sure. What did you look up the spelling and whatnot? No, I just called it gold coins because that was kind of their currency like, for gold. But like, I know what you're talking about, but. It's gold coins to me. Yeah, Krugerrand is actually K-R-U-G-E-R-R-A-N-D. Krugerrands. Okay. It sounded like they had said it with a T, but it's a D. Everybody said it a little bit different. It's a South African coin first minted on the 3rd of July, 1967, to help market South African gold and uh, produced by Rand Refinery and the South African Mint so by 1980, the Krugerrand accounted for 90% of the global gold coin market. Hmm. They didn't even have the cash for gold scheme going on back then. 
During the 70s and 80s, some Western countries forbade import of the Krugerrand because of its association with the apartheid government of uh, South Africa, most notably the U.S., which was the coin's largest market in 1985. Hmm. That'll show them. It actually did. They actually did turn it around right after Lethal Weapon 2. They're each over just over an ounce in weight. Yeah, Krugerrand. Yes. So then we get back to the office. Right? There's a little challenge going on. <laughs> a little bet that uh, Riggs cannot escape a straitjacket. It's a metaphor for his life. <laughs> <laughs> Deep symbolism in Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> He's fit for a straitjacket. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He's got the the trick shoulder there, dislocated on demand. (laughs) It is walks around with it hanging (laughs) off basically, (laughs) and then to put it in, he just rams it against something hard. (laughs) (laughs) Shortly after I watched this for the first time, I saw a wrestling match where one of the wrestlers, quote unquote, had her arm. Pulled out of a socket, and she did the the Martin Riggs to put it back in. <laughs> <laughs> Just rammed it against the ring post a couple of times <laughs> that she was good to go. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, so uh, Riggs wins the bats, and then they what did they talk about? They got to go home to watch Marta's daughter and yeah, her first ever uh, TV commercial. <laughs> But don't tell anybody. Yeah, Martin makes uh, Murtaugh tell everyone in the office what channel and what time. Yeah. So everyone is watching. And he has no idea what it's for. Yeah. And he's in for a... How the fuck do you not know what it's for? <laughs> right? You'd think you'd find out. Although you think to be in that kind of a commercial, would you have to be 18? I would imagine. I mean, there's no nudity, of course. Yeah. But maybe this, the subject matter would... See, I don't know if he could require 18 years old for subject matter. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably to be safe. If she's over 18, then maybe she could have, you know, done it without him knowing yeah. what it is. But That's kind of what I suspected. Like, she's maybe like a high school senior or something, and she turned 18, and she's still living at home. Uh, so, yeah, should we just get to the clip? Well, you want to talk about your uh, your old new clip there and how we got to that point? <laughs> yeah. Um, Showing him his little uh, rec room on top of the garage. Yeah, he's putting in a, a two-stall garage. A two-stall garage. <laughs> which Fancy. He already lives in a pretty big house. I'm surprised he doesn't already have a, a two-stall garage. Yeah. He might have just had a one-stall. I forget. I don't remember what he had in the first one before it got blown up. His neighbors to the left are Beverly D'Angelo and Chevy Chase. Oh, that's right. I was trying to remember what what so other those were. Elaine Bennis lives. Yeah, I was. I was trying to remember what uh, what other movie we talked about that filmed in that neighborhood. That's right. It was uh, Christmas Vacation. I think it's all on the Warner Brothers lot, but yeah, yeah I suppose. I'm like, I know there's somebody's neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> the Griswolds. I just can't think of who it is. Yeah, he's getting the, he's giving Riggs the tour, putting in a hobby room. 
and they uh, they meet the carpenter who's working really late. <laughs> yeah. For some reason. Using a nail gun and he startles the two men. They've never seen a nail gun before. Like he shows it to them and they're like, what's that? I don't even know what that is. And then he (laughs) uses it and they pull a gun on him. They they, both They pull a gun on him before because he was pointing something out to Riggs. And then you hear a a bang in the background and they both turn around and freeze. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, hey, 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 hey. And then they ask him, you know, what the fuck is that? I swear they saw it before they... They did that though, because they introduced. They 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 said, "Hey, here's my carpenter." Blah blah blah, and then they're looking around, and then he he hits it, yeah, and then they're freaked out and like, "You just saw it! Like, have <laughs> you? Is this like brand new technology? I I don't know how you don't know what a nail gun is. Apparently, it must have become prominent in the late eighties. It must have been hot shit. They're like, we got to put this in our our movie. This is brand new." technology the nail gun nobody's ever seen it before <laughs> for some reason it's cordless for occurrences like that you should check out james bond movies because <laughs> all they do is like what's hot at the time or like it's new like in the spy love me in 77 mm-hmm. he's on a jet ski which is the most ridiculous looking <laughs> jet ski i've ever seen but at the time i was like holy shit it's like a motorcycle on water <laughs> <laughs> it's like the the in thing or like the hot it's like they went to uh what sharper image and just started getting buying shit <laughs> this is the future we're gonna be the first ones to have it <laughs> so I don't know, maybe the nail gun was popularized i don't know what the the history of the nail gun is but maybe it was brand new and i don't care to look it up either yeah <laughs> <laughs> I find it hard to believe that by 89, two grown men hadn't seen a, a nail gun yeah. or heard about it. So they pull a gun on him and they're like, oh, sorry. And Riggs goes, that, you know, that's very uncool, you know. Because you're sorry. Check my shorts for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a perfectly reasonable response to that situation. <laughs> Free. They get two cops who are trigger happy, pointing guns at you. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, and then it's uh, time for Rianne's big debut. After she lectures Murtaugh about eating tuna. Yep. Which why, did, why do they have tuna in the house yeah. if they're boycotting tuna? So you think Murtaugh's picking up the groceries? <laughs> right? Fucking talk to Darlene Love. He just... He just took it out of the refrigerator. Yeah. Or out of the out of the cabinet or whatever. We're boycotting tuna because they kill the dolphins caught in the nets. They kill Flipper. <laughs> kill Miss Piggy instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Riggs. And the guy that does the commercial with Rianne is there. And Murtaugh doesn't remember him because he's too fucking old apparently to remember Having a long conversation with his daughter's boyfriend a week before. You sure that's the guy in the commercial? Yeah. I don't know. I guess I never got that and never paid attention. So that he was saying, like, oh, she looked great or something like that. No, I swear that was the guy from the commercial. Because hmm. I thought they were both in there and then they were dating. Like I they, just thought they were dating. Like they met there at the commercial shoot and now they're together and they just... Uh, 
she introduced him to the family like the week before and then he's just been hanging out but uh Murtaugh doesn't fucking pay attention so yeah <laughs> that's what i thought. did you get the impression that i liked you <laughs> yes well then sit down and shut up <laughs> <laughs> well, be quiet all right let's uh get to the clip here almost time are we taping this yes honey so we can watch it over and over again take the stairs nick get your feet off the table you too martin the color's no good Daddy, the color's fine. You're gonna mess it up. I just want my baby to look good. Then unplug it. Hey, Nick, that's your sister. Hey, the picture looks perfect to me, Raj. You think so? Yeah. 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 Do I know you? Yes, sir. We had a long talk about a week ago. You remember? We did about what? About your new hobby room, sir. Daddy, this is George. (laughs) How you doing, sir? Well, George, did you get the sense that I liked you? (laughs) Yes, you did, sir. Well, sit down and be quiet. Hey, hey, what's that you're eating, Dad? All right, my tuna fish sandwich. Tuna? Daddy, you can't eat tuna. I can't eat what? what? Dad killed Flipper. We're boycotting tuna, honey, because they kill the dolphins that get caught in the nets. Only albacore. Albacore? Why'd you have a ham sandwich? Yeah, eat Miss Piggy instead. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's only my eye, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 my God. Oh, 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 my God! My baby, yeah. Hey, don't you look gorgeous, Hey, Look at this Hey. When the time has come, and the moment is right, remember, use Ramsey's Extra condoms. We, we do. do. Ramsey's Extra because caring means all the protection you can get. Trish, take the kids upstairs. Daddy, we learn about this every day in human development. Human, human what? Human development what, Trish? Development, Daddy. Hum- Chill out. Come on, go. human development. Upstairs, upstairs. Nick, upstairs. You know how your father is when he gets like this? I looked fat. No, no, I liked it, Rianne. George? Yes, sir. Home. Out. But, sir, I... George, I, I got a gun. Yes, sir. <laughs> so maybe maybe George wasn't in there, but... <laughs> you would what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, not everyone hated it. You know, everyone liked it pretty much except for uh, Murtaugh. Right. And uh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> When the uh, carpenters they're watching it too, just like, <laughs> like, don't you have a fucking home to get? It's like, what eight o'clock? <laughs> yeah, he said and you're hanging out at your client's house in your work clothes. Yeah, stinking from working all day in a hobby room. <laughs> hey, what's with you, Ron? She was great. She looked beautiful. Yeah, I liked it. She made me want to go out and buy rubbers right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Did you say my tuna fish sandwich or mayo tuna fish sandwich yeah, or I something don't know. else? He said mine's tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just want to make sure that she looks their best. Well, then unplug it. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that Rianne is real flirty with Riggs. Mm-hmm. Well, remember the first movie? Yeah, at the dinner table, mm-hmm. which was. 
hilariously parodied on Loaded Weapon One, <laughs> <laughs> where every pretty much everyone at the table starts rubbing his leg, even the dog, <laughs> <laughs> even the, the little boy starts like rubbing his leg. <laughs> Yeah, the sun. But like even in this uh in Lethal Weapon Two, like she's still she's like, Oh be quiet. And she, shows, she does a little flirty slap and whatnot mm-hmm. and it's like your boyfriend's right there. It's like I know he's well, not gonna I know he's not gonna do anything. Like but. all family now. Riggs is family because he doesn't have anyone. That's true. He does spend an dead. awful lot of time at the Murtaugh house. Yeah. Basically lives there. Well it's I thought he lived there till about halfway through. And then he went back to his place. Yeah, which is like $8 million beachfront property <laughs> on the Pacific Coast Highway. That he's just squatting on. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed he don't pay rent or he doesn't have a mortgage. PCH allows squatting after fucking two years. Or maybe if your wife died in a terrible car accident. He's got squatters rights. <laughs> just nobody ever goes to that part of the beach, apparently. Because there's nobody ever there. Well, it's all rocks. Yeah. He doesn't really have sand, but still. I mean, there's, there's sand past the rocks. I mean, he, he set that up himself for erosion purposes, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that is some nice Pacific beachfront property. He's literally on the beach. Yeah, I uh, also enjoyed Riggs's little one-liner there. I love... He's got such good one-liners in all the movies. Yeah. That's why they're all worth watching. Mm-hmm. But because uh, Murtaugh is so, he's dreading going to work tomorrow. Yeah. Because the cops never let up. Rubber, 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 rubber. <laughs> <laughs> and Rick goes, hey, you know, cops are in one ear out the rubber. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs to himself and leaves. <laughs> it's always a little dig at, at Murtaugh's expense. Uh, I think from there we meet uh, old Mister Rudd. Is it the, is it there or is it uh, Leo Getz first? Yeah, because they don't they uh, yeah. don't go to the stilt house until Leo shows them the way. Yeah, they don't meet Leo Getz uh, for another couple scenes. Because there's uh, Mister Rudd. In his office, and he's scolding the guy that lost the coins. Oh, that's right, yeah. And he murders him. Mm. Standing on plastic. Dexter style. <laughs> Pretty sure Dexter ripped that off, putting down the plastic. Make <laughs> sure he doesn't ruin his office. And then uh, after that, Riggs is uh, at, over at the Murtaugh's again. And uh, Mrs. Murtaugh's doing laundry, and she found a gold pen. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to make sure Mel Gibson takes his shirt off at least <laughs> once a movie. And then uh, she says, is this your gold pen? And he goes on and on about how he, he kill, his wife is dead because of that pen. <laughs> no, he was saying he was looking for it everywhere. and He was joking about how his former wife wasn't much of a housekeeper. Yeah. She must have knocked under the couch and she was vacuuming or something. He said what he was, you know, breaking down crying after she died, he... Saw it underneath the couch. But he uh, he tells the whole story about how he was supposed to meet her for dinner. And then he, uh, I forget, would he go on a job or something? He had to yeah. go arrest somebody. And then she couldn't wait any longer. So she drove home. 
and uh, she was killed in a car accident on the way home. Mm-hmm. And he he blames himself for it. And then uh, he's like, I only have this gold pen. And Murta walks in and he says, gold pen? Trish found a gold pen in the laundry. <laughs> 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 Did you tell him about the gold pen? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they uh, almost like a punishment. Riggs and Murtaugh are assigned to protect this witness, Leo Getz, because the fucking police chief's tired of them destroying the town every night. So before that, though, I have uh, there's a scene where the the masked South Africans break into the Murtaugh house and tape them up. Yeah, which I guess they kind of threw that scene in there, and then it never came back. <laughs> I guess they, they eventually got back to the South Africans, but they, uh, yeah, we kind of brushed that aside. Just foreshadowing for when they break in later. We just kind of brushed that aside, I guess. I don't know. Once you watch the rest of the series, you'll know just how easy it is to break into the Murtaugh house because it happens on the regular. <laughs> well, it's probably because they, they need have, to move. Everyone knows where they live. It's probably because that, uh, well, at least in this one, it's because the hobby room is under construction and they just have an open door or opening from the, the garage to the house mm-hmm. that anybody could just get in. But yeah, from there, they're they're told they have to go protect a federal witness for a couple of days. Yep, Mr. Leo Getz. Okay, I got it, I got it. Okay, yeah. okay here. <laughs> Leo is... Quite the comedic relief in here. Oh, that was the whole clip. Yeah, I just every time you talk about Leo, just okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here. <laughs> okay. 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 That's okay. a shtick. Yeah. So um, he's they don't do a good job of protecting him. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's so blasé about you know keeping him safe, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really endear himself to them either. Yeah. All right, let's meet Leo Getz. Police. Police, open up. How do I know it's the police? After I shoot you through the door, you can examine the bullet. Open up. That was easy. Don't you want to see a badge? Don't do that again. Okay, let me see a badge. Shut up. Okay, I get it. Bad cop, good cop. Shut up. Okay, okay, okay. Bad cop, bad cop. I got it. I know all those routines. You Leo Getz? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, that's me, Leo Getz. Whatever you need, Leo gets. You get it? <laughs> I use that all the time to break the ice when I meet people. You know, it's good. I'm Sergeant Murtaugh. This is Sergeant Riggs. How you doing? Nice to meet you. Okay, so uh, what do I call you guys? Sergeant Murtaugh, Sergeant Riggs. We're going to be your shadow for a few days, Leo. Okay, that's, that's all right with me. Hey, an old-fashioned wheel gun. Ow. Okay, okay. Okay, I just didn't see one in a long time. I didn't think anybody used those things anymore. Boy, I bet you the kid's got an automatic. How about it? You got an automatic? Yep, a Beretta. There it is. Don't touch. <laughs> sure you guys are cops or what? You gotta watch how you treat me, and you know? I'm a witness for the state. Star witness. State in the work with We're gonna take that room over there. Actually, I already have my stuff in this room. I mean, you know, when I, uh... Okay, okay, it's yours, okay? My stuff's gone. I'm gonna, I'll move it in the small room, okay? I mean, I'm the smallest guy here. I'll take the small room. 
<laughs> okay, come on. Hey, loosen up a little bit, you guys. Come on, we're gonna be together a long time. I'll get it. They all have great chemistry together. Yeah. They do a little bit of a Three Stooges type routine, which is alluded to even more because Riggs is such a Three Stooges fan. Yeah. There's more Three Stooges, um, I guess, references in the third one and maybe even the fourth one as well. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's hilarious in that scene. He just, he already gets his hand twisted from Murtaugh reaching for his gun and then he's all... (laughs) Oh, there it is. A Beretta. Yeah, there it is. It reaches for the Beretta. Gets slapped right in the face. <laughs> I bet the kid's got an automatic. <laughs> you, know, you almost forget how funny Joe Pesci can be. Mm-hmm. Like, even in the... Funny how? <laughs> funny like a clown. Make me laugh. He but, amuses me. Like, even in the... You know those gangster movies he's he's known for. Like he's pretty funny in those, but he's also very tough and scary mm-hmm. at, at times. Uh, but like this and the Home Alone movies, and I don't know what else he's done for comedy. But my cousin Vinny, like he's he's really good at comedic uh, roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, they uh, they get some room service, which. Uh, one of the uh, South African goons has uh, swat pla- swat swapped places with uh, the room service guy, mm-hmm. and he brings it in, and they're examining it, and uh, he pulls a gun on him anyways. Yeah. <laughs> they They'll end up going over the balcony into the pool, which is what five floors, but be- like seven, eight floors below. The well, they went through a window. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I think they said it was on the seventh floor. And they land in the pool, <laughs> which when they get out, it's the five-foot side of the pool, <laughs> which is probably the deep end. Yeah. Because I don't think they have five-foot shallow ends at hotels. Mm-hmm. So they landed in the middle. It's probably about four feet of water there. <laughs> <laughs> More than enough. <laughs> and then, like, Riggs pops up, and another guy pops up with a thing over his head, like a tablecloth, and he just starts punching him in the face. <laughs> and it turns out it was Leo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the guy gets away. The guy gets away. And then Leo, well, he gets away because Leo can't swim. Mm-hmm. And he starts attacking Riggs to try to save himself, you know, to get Riggs to save him. Even though it's like four feet of water. It's a callback to the first movie when they go to that, uh, like a porn star's house or a porn producer's house uh, to question somebody. There's like girls doing cocaine in the house, and then some guy tries to kill him out by the pool and he falls in, and there's a tarp over it. Oh, yeah. They all get twisted in the tarp. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Riggs ends up shooting him and killing the witness. But. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was going to kill Murtaugh. And he's a lethal weapon. He, yeah. Least we forget. I guess so. That is the name of the movie. So they go back to the Murtaugh house to dry off. <laughs> and for some reason, Leo's in charge of laundry. Yep. And while they're waiting for their clothes to dry, he explains money laundering <laughs> to the police. <laughs> and it's like the most basic 
money laundering scheme you could think of. Like, mm-hmm. it's not complex whatsoever. They only have, like, one go-between. It's uh, so a little exposition for the audience. <laughs> Guess the audience has never heard of money laundering. But it's like, it's... it's I understand why you got caught. I don't understand why it took you so long to get caught. The guys from Office Space should have just watched Lethal Weapon 2 <laughs> instead of looking up the definition and trying to find a crackhead. Well, that, and then they would have known that if you skim off the top, you're going to get fucking murdered. <laughs> yep. And he shrinks Riggs's shirt. <laughs> um, That's where we get the shirtless Riggs scene. Yeah, because Leo says he laundered almost half a billion dollars, and he gets a certain percentage of that. It was a, what, 2% standard? I think so, yeah. So he's getting a lot of money. If you skim it out over the top of that, he's got tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. And now he's rolling over on the the people that he he was working for, which is weird because he's like, I only deal with couriers. But in his explanation, he's like, the courier comes in. Gives him the money, and then he cuts a, a cashier's check in the name of the person who is, like, behind the, the scheme. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I don't know any names. <laughs> <laughs> I just deal with couriers. It's like, well, your story said you know the name of the guy because you got to cut him a cashier's check. You don't cut it to the courier. <laughs> Plus, you're a witness. How do you how do you be a witness if you don't know any names? Mm-hmm. So where do millionaires like to eat? Subway. I think that's the next scene, isn't it? Uh, no, the next scene is when they go to the house on the stilts. Oh, that's right. Well, The, the drug house. See, we watched the director's cut, and uh, there's a few extra scenes that are pretty pointless. In Lethal Weapon 1, there's a scene that's pretty cool that I thought should have been left in, but yeah. in this one, there's a scene where... Uh, when they go to Leo's hotel, Riggs is flirting with girls in a hot tub. Yeah. Pretending he's like an employee of the hotel. Yep. And then uh, there's this scene where Leo remembers like four numbers, but doesn't remember what order. Yeah. Like of the house. And then he explains how he remembers it. So they're pulled over on the side of the road. Like like, I knew it because of my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Then it had to be this. Yeah, he has the... Most roundabout way of remembering yeah. four numbers. But uh, they finally figured it out. So that, yeah, that scene is kind of a wasted scene. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I can see why they cut that. Because <laughs> they end up at the stilt house. Because I think they only added like two or three minutes to the, for the director's cut. There's only like two or three extra minutes of mm-hmm. of video or footage, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so they get to the stilt house and Riggs just breaks in and assaults people. Right away. <laughs> well, they they find the, the room service dude there, too, and everybody starts shooting each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... Uh, shooting at... No one actually gets shot. They shoot at each other. They but. tell they tell uh, Leo to stay in the car, and he doesn't stay in the car. <laughs> He's a fucking idiot. Uh, but there's... Somebody's getting towed, and the the room service guy... Jumps in and steals the tow truck. Mm-hmm. And Riggs jumps on the back of the tow truck. How about this little car chase, huh? This little set piece. It is pretty sweet. You know, 
you weren't too impressed with Commando with the physics involved. How did you like the physics in this scene? <laughs> I didn't have a problem with the physics in this scene. Well, I know everything really seemed it seemed to check out to me. It seemed logical. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what you're inferring, but <laughs> <laughs> the surfboard may be a little suspect at the end. But the surfboard coming through the windshield. <laughs> Well, it looked like it mostly landed on the on the hood and then kind of rolled into the glass. But Well, there is a lot of momentum there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think probably the, the least realistic thing is that they didn't have the shatterproof glass on the windshield. Yeah, I guess. But that's movies for you. Mm-hmm. Did his head come off or did it just get smashed? Because you don't really see it. Yeah, it's kind of out of focus and they just... You just see like a, a blurry red thing in the corner <laughs> of the screen. <laughs> But yeah, that was a sweet, uh, sweet chase with the uh, rigs hanging on the truck, and then Murtaugh driving his fucking waste station wagon. <laughs> I like that there's a, a few different times throughout the movie they're like, you know, this was a new car, and I'm like it's still a new car. <laughs> <laughs> I love at the beginning when all the cops are back at the precinct, and uh, they're talking about the car chase, and there's. Uh, Two cars in pursuit, uh, something, something, and three hundred and fifty-six. You know, Riggs and Murtaugh. Yeah. The guy's, like, I got twenty bucks on Riggs and Murtaugh. One <laughs> <laughs> guy asks, well, "What are they driving?" The chief goes, "Murtaugh and his wife's station wagon." He goes, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I didn't know nothing about no station wagon. <laughs> Plus, Murtaugh's driving. He won't go over. He won't go over sixty-five. <laughs> There's not enough room. There's not enough room. Sure there is. Sure. I guess there wasn't enough room. <laughs> that was calculated. But so, yeah, so they... Uh, cops arrive and they all go back to the consulate to they, ask some questions. Well, they find out it's consulate. Mm-hmm. I, well, I guess it's a consulate because the consul... So, I don't know. Rudd lives there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the deal was, but apparently it's technically South African territory. Mm-hmm. Based on diplomatic immunity, <laughs> yeah. And so they explain to Riggs and Murtaugh that they're not to bother these people. They can't arrest them. They can't harass them. It's uh, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Volstead immediately. Riggs, your name Martin Riggs. <laughs> After nobody said Martin, <laughs> somebody said Riggs. He goes, "Are you Riggs, Martin Riggs?" He goes, "Yeah, the Chicago Riggs is. You know, what's your name?" He's just being an asshole and like but nobody questions it's like how the fuck do you know yeah. Riggs's name <laughs> like Riggs doesn't think anything of it right like Martin's the most common name to <laughs> precede Riggs <laughs> <laughs> obviously they know him um so yeah Denomalos tells him to fuck off basically and they all gotta leave and then we get the short scene with the uh, rubber plant yep <laughs> Murtaugh's desk. That's pretty good. She's pretty funny. <laughs> the guy in the background is like, Sarge, if you don't like him, you can exchange him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, and then we get the the subway scene. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Hey, come on, Neil. Let's go. Coming. Come on, I'm coming. Okay, I got cops. Okay, big deal. I got eat. Come on, Leo. Hey, give me the food. Who ordered the super combo? 
Over here. I got a steak sandwich. Yeah. Who gets real? You got a big empty hey, house. You're all alone there. I got this little trailer. What am I gonna do? My place is too small, man. You take them. I had them last night. Excuse oh, me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Fellas. Excuse me, guys. Uh, this is tuna. See, I hate tuna. Okay. I refuse to get stuck with tuna now. Hey, Leo, don't eat the tuna. Oh, where were you? I just said that. I'm not eating this. Well, I'm not eating tuna. Good. Come on, let's go back. Hey, we're not going back, so just shut up. Oh, sure. Don't go back. Okay, okay, don't go back. That's it. That's what they want. Let me tell you, can I give you two guys a friendly piece of advice, okay? Don't ever go up to the drive-thru, okay? Always walk up to the counter. You know why? Okay, okay. Okay. They fuck you at the drive-thru, okay? They fuck you at the drive-thru. They know you're going to be miles away before you find out you got fucked, okay? They know you're not going to turn around and go back. So they don't care who gets fucked. Oh, Leo gets. Okay, sure. I don't give a fuck. I'm not eating this tune, okay? Shut they up! <laughs> fuck you at the drive-thru. <laughs> that is a continuing bit throughout the three and four. Leo always has something that people fuck you with. At least in four. Him and Chris Rock talk about how the cell phone companies fuck you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is drive-thru. I've never seen a subway with a drive You said your town had a subway with a drive-thru. Now, we're both right. Because my town was the first subway drive-thru that it was the technically called a drive-view. I think okay. is what it was called. Where one wall was all glass where you could drive along. And watch your sandwich being made. Okay. So this was, one this one definitely didn't have that. Yeah. It was just a, a pickup window at the end. And that subway came to my town in the late 90s, I think. Okay. So it would have been, you know, seven, ten years after this. Yeah, I've never seen one with a drive-thru. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It was weird because Leo must have been paying for it. So instead of... Just well, he should g- giving the money to Murtaugh to pay through his window. They had Murtaugh pull up and off to the side so Leo could get out of the car and walk to the the drive-through window to get his uh, his uh, sandwiches. Yeah, I didn't get that. And then apparently they gave him the completely wrong sandwich, which I don't know how that happens. Mm-hmm. It's because they fuck you at the drive-through, Brett. Hey, Leo, don't eat that tuna. <laughs> Where the fuck were you? <laughs> I just said that. I'm not eating it. That might be my favorite scene. The Subway sandwich scene. And it's, I don't know if it even has to do with anything. Although Riggs and Murtaugh were arguing about where Leo was going to spend the night. I had him last night. I live in a little trailer. I don't, you got a big house? <laughs> I love it when he does have Leo go out there. Leo's just cleaning. <laughs> Like, everything is outside. He's cleaning the entire fucking trailer. Yeah. Including the dog. Kick the dog out. (laughs) You go outside before the mutt does. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was was the next scene was... uh, Okay. Well, there's a scene... uh, I take that back. There's a scene where Riggs keeps showing up where uh, Rudd is. You know, Mm -hmm. he's just kind of there all the time. He's following him around, (laughs) driving around L.A. He just happens to be... There before Rudd gets there every time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next one is Leo cleaning Riggs's place. <laughs> and uh, Riggs gets an urgent call from Murtaugh mm-hmm. to go. Well, back. technically from the cops because they haven't heard from Murtaugh. But. Mm. So he's going to go check on Murtaugh. Mm-hmm. 
who had the bathroom for the first time in 20 years to himself. Mm. So, of course, he takes Leo with him. Leo goes to go around cover the back. (laughs) (laughs) Cover the back. (laughs) With what? (laughs) You're five foot one and you're not armed. You're supposed to be protecting Leo. Stop taking him to all (laughs) these things where he could get, uh, you know, be put in danger. (laughs) Usually stay in the car, though. Usually. (laughs) These guys are very adamant about that. But he doesn't always stay in the car. He usually doesn't. <laughs> the one time he does, he just gets taken. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is, uh, I got a couple clips here. This is the infamous toilet bomb scene where they planted a bomb behind Murtaugh's toilet. <laughs> banging on the door, no wife asking me to hurry up. Just me and my new saltwater sportsman magazine. Yeah. Is that the one with the article on deep sea fishing? So goddamn numb. I don't know if I can. Don't 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 move. I I, I can't. Okay, just stay that way. You you mind? Dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. be lying. Uh, you'll be okay if you don't stand up. Well, that's a relief. I'm gonna have to get some help, man. Hey, hey, hey no way, man. What? Uh, man, wait, I'm on the toilet. toilet. Give me a break, man. Roger, this is serious. I gotta tell the bomb squad. I gotta get Jarvis and the boys in here. Bomb squad? Yeah. Martin! Yeah? Okay, call him, but don't use the open frequency. Okay. Uh, hey, Riggs! Let's try to keep this quiet, okay? Hey, sure. Hey, trust me. <laughs> Kept it real quiet. Everybody shows up. <laughs> so I couldn't figure out, why didn't the bomb squad... Disarm the bomb. Is it that uh, complex that they couldn't get in there and disarm it? Must have been. I mean, they took out the cabinet, you know, the... Yeah, the sink and the the vanity. Mm -hmm. So they could get a better look at it. But, you know, it's right next to the wall, underneath the toilet. 
I think to really get a good handle on it, they have to take out, knock out that wall. He's got to live here. <laughs> I guess. Of course, so. the explosion probably knocked the wall out, anyways. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> you could say it's a trope that if they would have disarmed it, because it's like every bomb can be disarmed. <laughs> right. There's always a way to disarm a bomb. Like, well, what if it's designed not to be disarmed? <laughs> what if it's designed to go off every time? Well, obviously, it was set to uh, engage when you sat on the toilet seat mm-hmm. and then explode when you stood up. Yep. Well, couldn't they have just, like, taped the toilet seat down? I don't know. It was pressure sensitive, so they'd have something to hold the seat down apply pressure and then well i don't know i I wouldn't risk it i guess so but But he's i mean he's been sitting there for 18 hours Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know how complex it is but yeah do you have the uh another clip for that or no yep i got the uh tail end of that well hold on at last why didn't they plant the bomb in Trisha's stove? <laughs> Think of all the needless suffering could have ended right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Gonna die on the toilet, aren't I? Guys like you don't die on toilets. Anyway, I'm here and I'm not planning on going just now. on the car <laughs> on the brand new station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> what did they say the bathtub was made out of that it would survive the uh, explosion it's an old cast iron tub yeah he said and then they have a like a bomb blanket or whatever mm-hmm. that they pull over top of them yeah and so they survive of, of course, course. The toilet goes through the roof they're wearing vests too they got vests. That's true. Bomb vests. Murtaugh's got his pants around his ankles. Riggs <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to get off, man? I don't want him to find us like this. <laughs> <laughs> Here, wait, here's something I had never asked you. 
after seeing Lethal Weapon 2, do all those Always Sunny episodes make a lot more sense now? <laughs> There's Lethal Weapon 6. There's, isn't there an episode where they make seven? There's no. at least well, two they, Lethal Weapon episodes. Well, they make Lethal Weapon 5. Okay, and then Lethal Weapon 6. Yeah, I think so. Because Lethal Weapon 5, they uh, is it? They switch who plays Murtaugh halfway through. <laughs> I forget who is. And Mac used blackface, of Yeah, course. Mac decided that he made the artistic choice to use blackface. <laughs> and Dennis didn't use blackface. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a David Lynch movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then sex has Danny DeVito's very tasteful sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so gross. Yeah. So uh obviously the South Africans think Murtaugh's dead. They don't know Leo Getz for some reason. But uh Leo Getz helps Briggs and Murtaugh hatch a little plan at the uh South African's uh, console, where Leo and Murta are going to stage a little distraction in the <laughs> lobby to get all the security down there so that Riggs can sneak up to Rudd's office. All right, here's a little clip here where they stick it to apartheid. This doesn't make sense in 2019 because apartheid has been abolished, <laughs> but in 1989 it was a hot topic. Yep. Mr. Jones? Right. Sit down, please. Well, what can I do for you today? Okay, I have this uh, problem, this very delicate matter. I have a friend of mine who wants to immigrate to South Africa. Yes, of course. I can certainly help him do that. Oh, sure. Uh, but I want you to talk him out of it. Talk him out of it? Uh, yeah. Whatever for? Well, uh, you see, this is such a bad time for him to go to South Africa. I mean, with all the trouble and everything, okay? Oh, look. Why don't you ask your friend to come back later in the week? We can sit down. He's, no, he's here. He's here. He's here? Yeah, he's here now. Where? Alphonse! Alphonse! How you doing? I think there must be some mistake. Say what? Sir, listen to your friend here. He knows what he's talking about. I don't think you really want to go to South Africa. Why not? Because you're black. You are. He is. Of course I'm black. That's why I want to go to South Africa. To join up with my oppressed brothers. To take up the struggle against the tyranny of the racist, fascist, white minority regime. Fascist white regime. One man, one vote. One man, one vote. Free South Africa, you dumb son of a bitch. You dumb son of a bitch. Look, I've heard just about as much as I want to. Hey, I'm going to ask both of you. Hey, 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 just look here. Hey, what's happening here? Hey, let's go. Back off, back off. Take it. Riggs just sneaks in. Yeah. Beneath the security gates. It's a huge hullabaloo in the in the lobby where they're all ganging up on Murtaugh and Getz trying to get him out of there. Mm-hmm. I like how Getz just repeats everything Murtaugh says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically Riggs just breaks into the embassy. 
Yeah. And then goes up to the office and destroys property. So, yeah, it's uh, Rudd's up there, and he's having, like, a staff meeting. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I guess Riggs uh, gets in there before that, and then they all come in, and Riggs pulls something off the... Uh, the notepad or the check pad or whatever it the was. The post-it notes uh, mm-hmm. stack. Does he hide in the closet? I forget how he does, but... He's behind the door because the door's open. That's right. Because they all walk in and they don't see him, and then he just like pops out and like, surprise, motherfucker. I got a clip from that. You call this security? More people come in and out of here than Grand Central Station. Wait, gentlemen. <laughs> don't bother to call the police. I'm here already. I should have known. Oh, well. It's the master race. <laughs> I hope you realize the trouble you are in right now. Well, as usual, you people have got everything all upside down and turned around and back to front. Gentlemen, show Officer Riggs into the street. Hey, get your fingers off. Hand off. Hey, let me have a look at that thing. Well, that's some piece of hardware you got there. Where the fuck do you get that stuff? I haven't even seen anything like that on the force. Where's it from? South Africa? Hey, come on. Frick, all of I'm surprised you haven't heard about me. You know, I got a bad reputation. I mean, sometimes I just go nuts like now. <laughs> Don't move. I'll make a deal with you, Arjun. Arjun, is that or Arian or whatever the fuck your name is? I'll make a little deal with you. You fold up your tents and get the fuck out of my country and I won't do anything to you. I'll leave you alone. Because if you stick around here, I'm going to fuck your ass. I'm going to send you home with your balls in a sling. You got that? Just get out of here. Kaffa lover. Eeny, meeny, miny. There are a few times in this movie where Riggs threatens to fuck people in the ass. <laughs> this is one of them. I'm gonna fuck your ass. I'm gonna fuck your ass <laughs> and send you home with your balls in a sling. Like, what are you planning to do? That's that sounds excessive. This kind of reminds me of uh, you know watching this as a kid. Uh, we I think we had them on VHS from TV, so it was yeah. the edited version. Okay. So you know they always put in the funny words that would replace the swear words. Yeah. There was a really funny one in Die Hard 2 uh, at the end. He says, you know, yippee motherfucker, right before he lights the jet fuel. Mm-hmm. But in the TV, it says, yippee Mr. Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's named Mr. Falcon <laughs> in the movie. But uh, uh, I can't remember if it's, let's see, Lethal Weapon 1 or 2. Something happens where... Riggs and Murtaugh are pissed, and Riggs is like, "We're gonna, we're gonna find him, or we're gonna fuck him." Yeah. <laughs> and in the TV version, is we're gonna find him, or we're gonna fix him. 
<laughs> I think that might be this one because I think he says that before the big uh, finale. I mean, I have a clip from the plan, but he already knows they're at the stilt house. But maybe I think it's right outside the stilt house. Okay. Or or maybe maybe not necessarily right outside, but like right when they they're gonna go to it. Maybe when they're talking over the over the radio. Yeah, I don't remember. I know he's in his truck when he says it. Mm -hmm. Gonna find him and we're gonna fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) Guess he was a big Iron Sheik fan. (laughs) Make him humble. (laughs) He forgot that part. This is about the time that uh, Riggs starts stalking Charlie's Theron. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a bit of a tone change. From the previous scenes. Because, yeah, she obviously is not Shelley's Theron. Uh, this Miss Vandenhaus, yeah. she kind of does look like Shelley's Theron, and she is South African, so. Well, they all look alike, so. <laughs> yeah, all those South African white minorities look alike. <laughs> all, those, all those blonde-haired white women from South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just follows her to the, the supermarket, and... Uh, yeah, strikes up a bit of a conversation, and then he ends up fucking her. Yeah, makes a big scene in the supermarket. <laughs> All right, let's go before somebody does call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're the type of person that goes shopping every day. Yeah. I just have a little clip from um, <laughs> what he's going to cook dinner for. <laughs> They're talking uh, on his beachfront property. Yeah. You must be an honest cop, Martin Riggs. Well, hell, it ain't much, but I mean, uh, it's everything I said. Look at the view. Look at that. I did exaggerate about one thing, though. Uh, I'm not exactly a gourmet cook. In fact, the only thing I'm going to make is chili. Do you like your chili with or without crushed Oreos? Eh? With, of course. Okay, one after my own heart. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> Chili with or without crushed Oreos. <laughs> She's so quick to answer. Like, did she understand what he was saying? <laughs> Maybe they don't have Oreos in South Africa. Did she think that he's kidding? Because <laughs> I don't think he's kidding. <laughs> he seems like this is the type of guy who would actually put crushed Oreos on his chili. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, he must make chili a lot. That's uh, the only thing himself. he can make, he yeah. said. I would think that would fuck your stomach up if you ate too much of it, though. It's. Got good fiber in it. <laughs> Keeps you regular. I guess. But if you eat too much of it, if you're all you're eating is chili all, <laughs> every meal. It's got beans and meat. Depends on what you're putting in it. Crushed Oreos. <laughs> Crushed Oreos. You get one serving of the you know, the, the sugar food group. I guess so. And then we get the montage of uh all the cops getting killed. Yep. Janelle uh, is blown off of a diving board. <laughs> that was a sweet scene. That was the worst place to put a bomb. <laughs> like, hopefully, she goes off the diving board today or tomorrow. <laughs> Otherwise, our plan is wrecked. Well, I assume they uh, they did some surveillance and they figured out her patterns. Yeah, she probably does it every morning. Yeah. There's that one cop that's hanging up, doing the upside down uh, sit ups. He gets murked. Yeah, so that's Janelle from T2. That's two movies in a row. She's died. Yes. Jeanette uh, Goldstein, is that her name? Something like that. Jeanette something. We don't see her die in T2. 
We but, just see that she's been replicated by mm-hmm. the T-1000. Mm-hmm. But we all know what happens to those. Your foster parents are dead. <laughs> <laughs> so we got two cops down. Riggs is uh, fucking with Rika right now. And then... Uh, Dean Norris, it's poker night at Dean Norris's place. And everybody said they were going to show up, but Riggs and Murtaugh don't show up. <laughs> and his whole, doing? his whole house gets blown up. Yeah. So that's, there's, what, four cops in there? At Five? least. At least. I don't know if they said I think they named them off, but I don't remember how many there were. But uh, I think Murtaugh was uh, not there because he had to hang out at the hotel with Leo. Yep. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so, so Riggs could get laid. <laughs> and then Leo, there I forget they they get called back to uh, Murtaugh's house for some reason. And Leo is watching the TV, and that uh, condom commercial comes on. <laughs> <laughs> He's telling Murtaugh how hot the chicken there is. <laughs> look, you gotta look at her. She's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love this commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that body on that one. Uh, then Murtaugh gets assaulted in his hobby room. A couple of goons try to kill him. They come in through uh, <laughs> the tarped over walls like they're fucking <laughs> Jason Voorhees. <laughs> but luckily that nail gun was there and it was fully charged up because it was not plugged into anything. Well, it's gas powered. I guess so. I don't know. But he uh, he nail guns a couple guys, mm-hmm. so we get that payoff from the foreshadowing <laughs> in the first act. Sure do. <laughs> and this is the time that Leo stays in the fucking car and mm-hmm. gets taken. Yep. He was in the station wagon, wasn't he? They f- is that when they fixed the windshield? I forget what the deal was, but. Yeah, I can't remember. Because there was a toilet that fell on that fucking car <laughs> the last time we saw it. I think it's always in the shop. And he's still driving it. I don't know what they drive when it's in the shop. It's his wife's car. What is she driving? Maybe he doesn't have a car. He just has the company car. He just borrows it? That they continually wreck, so then he's got to use his wife's car. I guess the wife and kids are at her sister's house or something. Yeah. Oh, I love there's a nice one-liner after he uses the nail gun to take out the goons. He goes, nailed them both. (laughs) 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 Almost as good as the final quote of the movie. Quotable quote. It's close. I think that's a little underappreciated. (laughs) That actually sounds like a a Riggs one after he fucks somebody (laughs) in the (laughs) He fucked somebody's ass. Nailed a bow. <laughs> I know why Mac is always talking about ass blasting and always sunny. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. Gaping asses. Uh, so, yeah, then there's a helicopter assault on Riggs's estate. What was there three? Were there three helicopters? I think two. There's at least two. Yeah. And they just shoot the shit out of his trailer. Mm-hmm. Luckily, he's got a trap door in the in the bottom of it. Yeah. Because the bullets can't go through the floor of the trailer. They're shooting sideways because <laughs> they're up in the air. 
and I'm shooting down into it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. But yeah, they get away. Or she gets she gets to the truck. Speaking and, speaking of scenes parodied in Loaded Weapon Volume mm-hmm. One, it might be my favorite film parody scene ever. <laughs> so hilarious. They do the same thing where you know because Emilio Estevez plays the Riggs character, yeah, and then Kathy Ireland is the love interest, <laughs> and they're sleeping with each other, and he gets up to do what he calls a uh, button the moonbeam shot. <laughs> So he's just walking naked to get a drink of water. <laughs> and then, like, you can hear the helicopters really loud in the background. And she's like, do you hear something? And he yells back at her, nah. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> and then the helicopters unload on this little shack. And it turns out that it's two blocks down from Emilio Estevez's place. <laughs> They blow the whole fucking thing up. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this little white flag pokes up from the ground. And it's Bruce Willis <laughs> in, like, diehard garb because he's just wearing a dirty wife beater and pants. He's like, what the hell are you doing? They're like, is this 814 Pacific Coast Highway? And he goes, no, this is 614 Pacific Coast Highway. 814's two blocks down that way. Sorry. Our mistake. And he's like, yeah, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) Just pissed. (laughs) Yeah. So meta. Probably one of the best parody spots in that movie. Mm -hmm. Did you catch what the dog's name is in uh, Lethal Weapon 2? (laughs) Sam. (laughs) (laughs) See, but it wasn't Max, was it? Yeah, but uh, (laughs) Sam was one of the other more common names. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah, well, I didn't refute the fact that Fido and all these other names like Sam are common names. You're like, Max is like the most common name. And then you're like, along with Fido and Sam and I'm like just naming all the typical dog names. So yeah, you kind of casted a wide net there. <laughs> well, I named like five. Yeah. There's like five of them. Mm-hmm. I once knew a person who had kids named Sam and Max. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, you name your kids after dogs, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, Riggs hops on top of his trailer and just starts spraying <laughs> with his assault rifle that he grabbed off one of the guys. Yeah. And he's hitting, Some machine gun, he's hitting everybody. Yeah. Even though they're very spread apart. Yeah. He knows how to use the spray, spray gun effectively. <laughs> the spray technique. Just like uh, Arnold did in Commando. When he's charged in the compound. <laughs> I don't think Arnold missed in that scene. Of course, he's just standing stationary, yeah. spraying, and nobody can fucking hit a stationary target. But uh, yeah, uh, then he gets into the truck with Charlie's Theron, and Sam jumps in, and they take off, and he downs a helicopter with his, with his pistol, Beretta. <laughs> yep. He ends up being t- uh, taken, though. Yep. After he drops her off. But uh, yeah, he gets knocked over the head and she is immediately killed. We don't see her for a few more minutes, but. Yeah. Uh, Next time you see her, she's dead. Yeah. Volstead is just gloating a little bit. Old Adolf. Reveals that he killed his wife, Vicky, and uh, he's in a straitjacket. <laughs> so <laughs> much foreshadowing. Foreshadowed <laughs> so in the much beginning? foreshadowing. <laughs> you didn't even see it coming. 
And he gets thrown in the, the ocean in a sack. And and chains, too. There's was chains it, around it. it was, was it a straight jacket or did they just put him in a sack? He might have just been a sack, but there's also chains around it. Yeah. To weigh him down and keep the sack on. <laughs> and, of course, he escapes mm-hmm. in short order. Yep. And he swims over and he sees they did the same thing to Rika, but she just died already. So then it's time for Mel Gibson to rage once again. <laughs> <laughs> he destroys those fuckers. Especially that guy's head in the car door. <laughs> All with a dislocated shoulder, mind you. Oh, yeah. Because he only puts it back in afterwards. So after, Let's out another blood-curdling yell. Yeah, what I wrote after that was Riggs goes apeshit, kills some <laughs> goons, and then brings Rika's body back to the beach. And then, quote, I'm going to get them and fuck them, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just wandering the beach with her lifeless body. Just like, ah, like cry yelling. <laughs> he carried her a long way. He's such a tortured character. Uh, but so, yeah, so that's where he, uh, he calls up Murta and, uh, Murtaugh's like, they, they took Leo. They go, all right, we'll go to the, the house on the stilts and we're gonna fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not going to the damn stilt house. You don't know what's going on. I'm not going as a cop. <laughs> they killed both of them. Yeah. He's like, Briggs, calm down. What are you talking about? He's like, they got, they killed them both. They killed, he keeps on saying, they killed them both. They killed them both. I was like, what? Who? So you they exp- killed them both. Yeah. You want to explain who them are? <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, then uh, Murta meets him out, outside the stilt house, and Riggs has just a foolproof plan <laughs> right. for what they need to do. Stop me, Raj. Yeah, I've seen that look in your eyes before. They declared war on the police. You know about that? Yeah, heard it on the radio. Don't have the authority. Having a Wyler Shapiro. Rika, Vicky, I mean, how much fucking authority do you need? You got a plan? Yeah. If you drive around the front of the house, you wait for my signal. And then just go in and shoot those fuckers. They got Leo. Be careful. Wait. What's your signal? You'll know it when it happens. A real foolproof <laughs> plan. Then you just go in and shoot those fuckers. <laughs> He's like, go around the back, wait for my signal, and then just go in and shoot those fuckers. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, it doesn't tell what the signal is. You'll know when it happens, which it sounds fair enough. But It sounds like you're putting me in danger. <laughs> yeah. I can't just go in there and start shooting people. But this is where his uh, heavy-duty pickup comes in. That's handy. where he needs the duels. Needs the wench. 
tie it up to one of the stilts and yank that fucker down. And he does after a while. And Murtaugh busts in and shoots those fuckers, except for Volstead gets away. That's why you don't build your house on stilts on the side of a fucking hill. <laughs> Landslides and angry cops are yeah. a hazard. <laughs> <laughs> Earthquakes, too, I would imagine. Yeah. So then we get to the ship, the Alba Varden. Yeah. Which was such a big clue earlier in the movie. So that's. Alba Varden, it's a ship! <laughs> That's right. That's why they went back to Murtaugh's house, because you had to find the video of his birthday mm-hmm. where they were on the boat and they found a, they just happened to sail by the Alba Varden, <laughs> which was funny when he was watching it, because he's like, oh, hey, it's my birthday. It's like, yeah, it's labeled. The <laughs> tape is labeled. <laughs> Look, they bought me a cake. He's like, yeah, it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm start- He's too old for this shit. He doesn't remember his birthday. I'm starting to think he really is too old for this <laughs> shit. Although I don't know if he even says that in this movie. Uh, I think he does when they repel down, doesn't he? Oh, and they jump out of the container, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Rick just pushes him. Whoa! <laughs> 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 yeah, they get into a container. Yeah, all the... South Africans are there, and they're loading up to Alba Varden. And it's full of $1,000 bills. Yeah. Just like Cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love those $1,000 bills. I love the line, too. Uh, I think it's Briggs goes, uh, or no, Murta, I mean, says, uh, it's like we hit the fucking Donald Trump lotto. <laughs> Yeah, so they're in the container, and then it gets closed up, and they're going to load it onto the ship. And there's a car in there, too, mm-hmm. right? I don't know what kind of... I forget what kind of car was in there. It was like a... It's a very expensive car. Like a Mercedes or an Audi or something. Yeah. And they're above the ship, or almost still above the ship or whatever. They're in midair, and they just ram the car through the... The door of the container. Apparently there was enough runway <laughs> to get the car up to speed to burst through the And it went through the money, steel too. Doors. It went through the money and pushed it through the doors. <laughs> and then the car goes into the water and the money goes everywhere. And then and there's yeah. so much money there that money could have been heavier than the car. Probably. With all the, like the uh, con- I guess, wooden framing containers. Well, they there. had the money all on one side, too, so I don't know. Where the balance point was. Maybe they put the car in No, it was on both sides because they went through the middle. Ah. And it was on both sides. Okay. That makes sense. But, yeah. So, (laughs) pretty much all their money is in the ocean now. Yep. To which Denomalos goes, our money. (laughs) (laughs) Our money. He failed at going back in time to take over the world. And now he's failed at stealing money from the U.S. government. That's the thing about Denomalos. He always has the same accent and it's always wrong. <laughs> right? He doesn't have much of a South African accent, I don't think. And a Denomalos, I mean, he's... He's from the future, so I assume that was a future accent. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he's, I guess, he runs the hockey store. <laughs> he's supposed to be like Swedish or something. Yeah. 
and it's the same fucking voice. But that's right. This is the third Joss Ackland movie <laughs> we've done. <laughs> Quite the collection. I think they're all sequels too. <laughs> well, no, he's in the first Mighty Ducks. Oh, that's right. Because then his brother came in. <laughs> Binded the store. In <laughs> D2, Mighty Ducks. Oh, man. So there's a huge shootout on the ship. And then... Uh, it's a pretty cool showdown between yeah. uh, Riggs and Volstead right after he gets done emptying a whole clip into one dude. <laughs> he sure did. It's like, I think he's dead. Like... I think you, know, you don't want to waste time reloading when you don't know how many people are on the ship yeah. shooting you. They don't. They do the you know the manly square off where it's like we're not going to use guns. We're going to use knives. I also like to point out that Joss Acklin is still alive, born in 1928. Damn. So he's getting up there. Sure is. 197 acting credits. Oh my God! He made it back for D3. We'll have to do D3. He's back in D3, it says. Hans. Oh, I don't think we have to do D3. <laughs> why Why is he even in D3? Because it's not very much in Minnesota. They go to Duluth, right? Well, I thought they were at a, a prep private school. Somewhere. Yeah, prep school in Minnesota. They still get all their equipment from his store, though, <laughs> which I nobody guess. ever shops at. Never seen, local. never seen anybody at that store. Yeah, he's an English actor. <laughs> he? Yeah, he's English. Couldn't tell. It's a weird accent for somebody from England. I don't know if he's trying to make it sound like that or if that's just his natural accent. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, so we get the, the showdown with Riggs and Adolf. Volstead fucking cheats because he knifes him from the shadows. Stabs him in the leg. And then kicks him repeatedly. Mm -hmm. But then before he can kill Riggs, Riggs stabs him and then drops the container on him. Yeah, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Looks very fake, but... (laughs) (laughs) Still worth it. Good idea. Still amazing. But then Rudd, with the shot of the century, (laughs) just wings Riggs from, but I don't know, like a thousand feet away... (laughs) It wasn't that far away. It was pretty far. But he does shoot like eight times. He only hits him like once, maybe twice. He's way the hell up on the, I don't know. He's like up the stairs. And then Riggs is down in like the cargo area. So it's a pretty big uh, vertical difference between their their locations. Yep. Then comes one of the most quotable lines in action movie history. Yep. Because Murtaugh, you know, says drop it, asshole, and. Rudd just fucking flips out his, his ID. He's like, you know, diplomatic immunity. And he says it just like that. It's just been revoked. <laughs> says it right after he blows him. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> blows away. I was going to say blows him in the head, but that's Martin Shins. That, that Shoots was, him right in the fucking that head. That sounds just as bad. Yeah. Blows him in the head. <laughs> 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 oh, goodness. I was originally going to say blows him away, but he doesn't really blow him away. He just fucking snipes him in the head with his yeah. old Is that Smith a rotary gun? Is that a rotary gun? I haven't <laughs> seen one of those in years. <laughs> 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 fucking Leo gets. 
So he blows them and Riggs fucks them. <laughs> it's like uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. He can do me at the same time. <laughs> Give me the double stuff. It's like you, you, you guys can both do me, but you have to do it at the same time. <laughs> can one of us get ahead? <laughs> <laughs> Shuck an anus. <laughs> <laughs> It all gives him that weird look. Like, Shuck and anus. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Murtaugh thinks Riggs is dying. Mm-hmm. And Riggs kind of plays it up. Yep. And he says, do me a favor. Give me a cigarette. And he gives him a cigarette and he says, throw those things away. Smoking will kill you. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get into what we alluded to earlier. In the alternate script, the alternate ending specifically, because Shane Black wrote a script for Lethal Weapon 2. He wrote it with Warren Murphy, and the uh, script was called Play Dirty. And this is a little long-winded here, but this is uh, from Wikipedia, and I think they summarized what happened pretty clearly. So following the success of the first film, Warner Brothers and producers decided to make the sequel. Producer Joel Silver asked writer of the first film, Shane Black, to write the script for the sequel in the spring of 87, and Black agreed. Although he was struggling with personal issues, Black still managed to write the first draft along with his friend, novelist Warren Murphy, uh, who was co-creator of Remo Williams and uh, the lead character of the Destroyer novels. Don't really know what those are, but... Original title for the script was Play Dirty. Although many people thought that their script was brilliant, it was rejected by Silver Studio and director Richard Donner for being too dark and bloody. And because in the ending of the script, Riggs dies, while they wanted to keep him alive in case of further sequels. Hmm. They also wanted the second film to focus more on comedy, while Blackstraff focused more on courage and heroics, like Riggs willing to die to protect Murtaugh and his family due to his love for them. When his script was rejected, Black felt that he had failed the producers. He initially offered to give his payment back, but his agent talked him out of it. It's like, yeah, don't give your money back. <laughs> Black also refused to rewrite the script and quit from the project after working for six months on it. Black later said how the problem with the second film was that they did too much comedy and how he dislikes the third and fourth films because of the way Riggs's character was changed. Uh, the final version of the script written by Jeffrey Bohm that was used for filming was completely different from Black's draft other than the scene where the stilt house is destroyed. <laughs> the character of Leo Getz was originally a minor character in Black's draft with only one scene and a few lines of dialogue. Some of the other differences include more graphic violence throughout the script, which includes, uh, which included the South Africans being even more vicious than in the final film. At one point, Shapiro, the female police officer working with Riggs and Murtaugh, is tortured to death by them. There was also a scene where Riggs gets tortured uh, by them in a similar way to how he was in the first film, but a lot worse. There was also an action scene in the script where a plane full of cocaine gets destroyed and cocaine falls all over Los Angeles like snow, quote unquote. <laughs> in Black's script, the final battle took place on hills covered with big brush fire. And after destruction of the stilt house, Riggs chases the main villain, Benedict, Peter uh, Vorstead in the film a much different and more dangerous character in the original script and rigs this arch nemesis and worst nightmare, according to Black, into the heart of the fire, after which Riggs gets stabbed and dies slowly from his wounds. The last scene in the script was Murtaugh watching the videotape 
that Riggs made before the final battle since he knew that he was going to die, and on which he says goodbye to Murtaugh. Black's reason for killing Riggs in his draft of the script, as he said in an interview, was that in the first film, Riggs was a suicidal mess who did not care about living or dying, but his friendship with Murtaugh and his family was what helped him. And him sacrificing himself to save them would be the last thing he would have to do to be fully at peace. Black also said how the death scene he wrote for Riggs was beautiful and would make the audience cry. Black later labeled his rejected play Dirty Script the best thing I ever wrote. And said he learned to trust his instincts after this experience. Black's script was never released and despite attempts by fans to find a copy of it, it remains unreleased. Director Richard Donner said in the film's Blu-ray commentary that the film was shot in such a way that it could be edited with two different endings, one in which Riggs dies and one in which he lives. Audiences uh, in test screenings responded well to Riggs' survival, and this was kept. Though the last shot in the film, with the camera moving away from Murtaugh holding Riggs, was shot for the ending in which he dies. Hmm. And you can notice that because Riggs isn't moving. Yeah. when it's I mean, he's not moving much anyways. Yeah. But they're like, they're laughing, they're having a good time as the camera starts to pull away and then he's just like stationary, laying in his <laughs> right. arms. So yeah, Jeffrey Bohm wrote the final script and he was a screenwriter for uh, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade and The Lost Boys. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, it would have been a much different film, I'd say, since Riggs dies and it'd be a lot less comedy. Sounds like it. So no Joe Pesci. At least no comedic Joe Pesci. And you're not going to have Joe Pesci come in to do one scene in three lines. (laughs) Right. Yeah, definitely would have been a very different movie. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's kind of why I don't like three and four like I do one and two. Because Shane Black talks about how they changed Riggs' character. And they kind of do. I mean, he's much less, uh, I don't know, much less of a tortured soul. They're much more comedic films. Because they continue this, you know, they... (laughs) They just keep on bringing Leo Getz back because in the third one, he's a real estate agent and the Murtaugh's put their house up for sale. That's so so he's weird. trying to sell their house. That's so weird. That's how he ends up. Wasn't he in witness protection? <laughs> Not anymore. I mean, well, you don't have to testify when everyone you testify against is dead. I guess so. And then in the fourth one, he's a private investigator. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's kind of ridiculous that they just keep changing. Because he was an accountant in the in uh, this one. Yeah. Lethal Weapon 2. So it's kind of weird that they just keep changing his uh, his occupation to fit the story. So he becomes like part of the family like Riggs is, but he's like the annoying part of the family. Because like, everyone still just shits on him every chance they get. He's like Steve Urkel. <laughs> yeah. It's like the white Steve Urkel. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's still a lot of funny moments in there, but uh-huh. I mean, the third one you almost think is going to be dark because the main plot revolves around like an ex-cop that deals with uh, arm sales, legal uh-huh. guns and ammo specifically, but they have these special points, they're armor-piercing bullets, cop killers. They call okay. Them. So, all the cops are afraid of these cop killer bullets. Hmm, I one. see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's... Uh, Get into some fun facts. Hey, everybody. Here's some fun facts. What do you got for fun facts? Uh, during production, Richard Donner was shocked when Mel Gibson confided that he was drinking five pints of beer for breakfast. 
Despite his alcohol problems, Gibson was known for his professionalism and punctuality. Five pints for breakfast. Apparently every day. Huh. Is what the implication there is. Here's a fun fact. <laughs> oh, you know, I talked about that terrible um, trivia from Terminator 2 that Sir Connor suffers from PTSD. Yeah. This might be a worse trivia nugget than that. It says, it is interesting to note that Riggs is cutting up fresh vegetables to put in the chili, and yet the chili is from cans. <laughs> <laughs> Zero of one found this interesting. Is that not a goof? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? They should put that in the goof section. Like, you can't put extra ingredients in the chili? Well, we already <laughs> know he's can? putting crushed Oreos in there. <laughs> yeah. God. People on IMDb need to get a hold of themselves. Somebody's like, the world needs to know. <laughs> That's not how you make canned chili. <laughs> you don't add anything to canned chili. Not, not chili powder, nothing. not pepper, salt, mm, nothing. Nothing. It's perfect right out of the can. You can't even dip bread into it. <laughs> uh, Jack McGee ad-libbed his line about the condom commercial during rehearsals, and the cast and crew liked it so much they kept it in the film. Makes me want to buy rubbers. <laughs> I'll go buy rubbers right now. Here's another fun fact. So apparently in the game Grand Theft Auto V, one of the main protagonists finds out that his wife is cheating on him with a tennis coach. The house of said tennis coach is similar to the South African diplomat's house in the movie. In both the game and the movie, the protagonist brings down the house in a fit of rage by pulling one of the stilts on which the house is standing by using a pickup truck. So I haven't played GTA V, but... Yeah, I played that before I saw this movie, so... So now you remember it now? And <laughs> Well, I remember that she cheated on him with a bunch of different guys. <laughs> you got to bring down a stilt house it's been a, a truck. It's been, it's been a few years since I've, I've played it, but okay. I'm sure I'd done that. I got through all the missions, so... Uh, Leo's okay, okay, okay uh, shtick was based on Disneyland employees giving directions to guests at Fantasyland. Originally, Leo was going to be an oily, effeminate character, but Joe Pesci didn't want to play him that way. Mm-hmm. He pitched the idea of making Leo all too eager to please, complete with, okay, 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 ad-libs, to Richard Donner. Donner laughed and said, do that, do that. <laughs> the phrase was referred to in Home Alone by having the phrase O, comma, K, O-H, comma, K, plumbing, Painted on a van driven by Joe Pesci's character. Okay, I got it, I got it. Okay, yeah. okay, here. Body count in here is 33, the highest of the franchise. That actually seems kind of low. Yeah. Maybe not. Here's a fun fact. So the scene where Mel Gibson takes down the house cost over $500,000. I can see that. Probably because they pulled a fucking house down. It says here, Leo is slang for law enforcement officer. This may have been inspiration for the name Leo Getz. Have you ever heard that, Leo? No. Slang for law enforcement officer? I've never heard that. Never. I doubt that was inspiration for the name. So there's one trivia in here that's... uh, One, two, three, four, five, six paragraphs long. And I'm going to skip it. You know that scene where they talked about the money laundering? Yeah. Riggs is all excited, like they're going to go find the house. He's like, we're back. And he goes, uh, you're black. I'm mad. Because he's Mad Max. 
Ooh. The Mad Max films. Max Rokotansky. Yep. Uh, the bomb in the toilet sequence was used as an early teaser trailer for the movie. The trailer ended with the toilet landing on Murtaugh's car and the voiceover announcer saying, they're not taking any more crap. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been one of the best <laughs> trailers I've ever seen. <laughs> I want to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. The scene where Murtaugh does his free South Africa tirade, his statement of one man, one vote, did in fact, become uh, part of then-South Africa's President F.W. de Klerk's agenda to end apartheid, lift the ban on uh, the African National Congress. Uh, in the film, protesters outside the South African consulate had the ANC flag and released Nelson Mandela from incarceration. Uh, Danny Glover portrayed Nelson Mandela in the made-for-cable HBO film Mandela in 1987 which was filmed prior to the release of the first Lethal Weapon film. So, Lethal Weapon 2 ended apartheid. We're just ending world events in this month. We're just making the world a better place. We're ending socialism. Rocky in, end of the Cold War. Yep, ending the Cold War. Terminator Stop Judgment Day from happening. Yes. Is that was was an event in 1997 until the events of 1994 apparently. Yep. Movie came out in '91, but takes place in '94, as we, as we discussed. And then *Lethal Weapon* two ended apartheid. Yep. Sequels just world changers. <laughs> Not a lot of movies doing that these this day and age. You find me a lineup of three movies that change more in the world. <laughs> you can't. I, it's it's impossible. That's uh, about it for the trivia, the fun facts. Anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. It's a good sequel. Uh, solid movie. Yeah, I almost like it as much as the first one. I do prefer the first one because it's a little darker and I think it's just a better movie overall. I think when I watched them uh, kind of back to back, I liked the second one a little better, but mm-hmm. uh, they're both pretty but It also has to do great. with taste as well because, you know, nothing's wrong with enjoying comedy. You know, some people prefer the comedic elements of two and three and four even yeah and like i said i still like three and four it's just they're, they're different not, they're not that great compared to the first two i think mm. but especially i i think you'll still get a kick out of them especially the third one okay but uh yeah until next time you can reach out to us on twitter at watch this underscore movie or brett at positively wolf one you can email us at watch this movie at yahoo.com Check out our website at WTMWatchThisMovie.com. And please rate and review, subscribe, and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, run a bunch of different podcast apps. So just search for WTM Watch This Movie. Yep. If you want to support the show, get some cool merch, head over to teespring.com slash stores slash WTM Watch This Movie. There will be new stuff up there on August 1st. Looking forward to that. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case.